right, can I start off by asking you some questions? Yeah, dude. We're need my pistachio. Let me get this put in front of me. And maybe even we're good where the chairs are at, right? Yeah. Let's let's scoot in. We're not scoot in, but maybe scoot where we're facing each other a little more. I remembered last time my neck was like bothering me. By the end. Yeah, I was like bothering me that I was like. Oh, yeah, I think we're good right here. Yeah. Um, bro, I just found out I have this new thing. I have this new disease. I realized, not disease. That sounds extreme. Um, but it's called hypoglycemia. So my blood sugar doesn't regulate. So I have to eat food. I can't have sugar, and then I have to eat food like every two hours. Oh wow. It's so weird. That's strange. Cause it used to be like intermittent fasting. Yeah. I would constantly be like crashing. It's oh, yeah, because, dude, like, you my, my body, like, actually can't handle that. Holy cow. So now I've been eating it, like, just, like, a little bit of nuts every few hours. Uh-huh. It's so You're much full energy. energy all the time. It's, like, a w- so different. Maybe Anyways. I need to fix my uh, caffeination Eating habits. habits. <laughs> dude, I, I, I do, honestly. But that is crisp, and it's just nice, so good. Man. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Dude, this man, that's is so nice. Okay, well, anyways, just a random thought. But, uh, oh, but actually, I feel like I learned a lot from it because, uh, you know, you follow all, like, the fitness gurus and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they've all been, like, telling me that I need to, or at least a lot of people say, like, intermittent fasting is so good. Yeah. So I was doing it thinking it was so good for me. And then, like, I realized, like, my body actually, like, that does not work for me. Hmm. And so I just, like, learned that, like, yes, listen to other people and what they have to say. But then also, like, you have to, like, figure out what works for you because Absolutely. Yeah. your mind and your body is actually, like, it's just physiologically different yeah. than someone else's. Like, yeah. there's, like, similarities and differences. Yeah, like, we're, we're all kind of, like, the same base model. Uh-huh. But everybody is very diff. Like, there's so many differences that can occur with everybody for biologically. Sure. Um, today I was listening to Joe Rogan, and he had this guy on. I think he's a political commentator. But he had, like, done a deep dive into, like, vaccine research um, during COVID uh, because it was such a hot topic, right? Yeah. And he was, like, trying to dispute the claims of both sides, mm. uh, like, for and against it. And he was, like, he was trying to, like, essentially get the best, most objective view of vaccines. And at the beginning, it was, like, there were claims of, like, the vaccine was systemically racist because, you know, it was targeting black people. But then, like, mm-hmm. in more recent years, other people, not more recent years, but, like, maybe within the past year, now we know more about it, and now its effects are on people differently. They're also saying, oh, well, actually, now it's affecting white people more. And then the guy mm-hmm. proceeded to kind of go in depth on how, like, Hispanics, um, broadly speaking, don't, like have like a super low mortality rate for uh infant like infantile mortality or like like during pregnancy Hmm. you know and then there's like specific uh diseases that affect white people because you know historically like the people that moved to like more clouded areas you know Mm. became like really pale because they could just take in whatever sunlight they could get and they would hold on to it but then like black people like their ancestors living out in Africa were living in like way more sun exposed areas. So they like developed Mm. melanin, like higher melanin in their skin to like block out, you know, the excessive like sun. And it was like, 
I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Like well, there's like, and even like the Native Americans, a lot of them got wiped out because of smallpox. Yeah. Like it's like they're yeah she's they're how we all also humans. Yeah. But Europeans came over with a totally different developed uh-huh. immune system. Yeah. Dude, and like some people are allergic to kale. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. I think I might super be super healthy nasty thing. Stuff. You know. Yeah. Like for real, people are allergic to vegetables. But everywhere it that says was the like weirdest thing. have like you know eat your veggies. But then some people actually are allergic yeah. to vegetables. Yeah. So we actually are just created differently. Yeah. So anyways, that's but, um, that's a cool thought though. Like bro, you're personalizing your health instead of just yeah. Well, like, I think I like think with being smart, like and personalizing it to yourself. Yeah, yeah with, with every like you just can't generalize anything really. Like, like I just think. Like, so many people say, like, oh, this is the way to do things. Like, this yeah. is the perfect morning routine. You need this, this amount perfect- of sleep. Yeah, yeah, And it's, like, yeah. yes, like, there's, like, general rules of, like, like physiologically, like, our bodies react certain ways to certain things. But, like, every person is different. Yeah. So, like, take everyone's, uh, like, advice. But then I think often, like, one of our biggest problems in the world is we don't take our own. Like, we don't take our, we don't take the time to figure out what? Sorry, I was looking at the wrong audio track. I was like, man, it's not picking up. That was because I wasn't talking. Oh. It was you. Um, but I think so often we don't take the time to actually like figure out what what like works for us. You know, yeah. like we listen to other people, but we don't actually listen to ourselves. Yeah. And listen to like, oh, wait, this actually works for me, so I'm going to keep doing this. I'm not just going to Like you were intermittent fasting despite crashing all the time. Yeah. Your body was telling you like, can't handle this. I need to do something different. Totally. But I was like, oh, but no, this is like the right, this is the right thing to do. Yeah. It's and healthy. This is what everybody says is super yeah. good for losing weight or the super good for. But like for my body just yeah. does not work. So you, I, I just think if people spent more time like, yes, in, like in taking what everyone else is experiencing, but, and like figuring out what works for them. That's a wise way to go about more than people. just, you know, health everything. choices and yeah. fitness and everything. It's like. Take in everybody's opinion for what it's worth and then be like, okay, how do I need to interpret this? Or like, I don't know, how do I go about understanding this properly? And, you know, based on my life experience, how am I going to incorporate, you know, whatever it is, you know, my friend's opinion might be mm-hmm. or this current event might be that's going on. Like, how do I interpret that? Or how do I go about education? I was just talking to my uncle today yeah. on the phone about that. I was like, Part of the reason I wanted to start this podcast is because, like, I want to expand my my knowledge, but I don't necessarily think that for me that needs to include paying tuition at a school. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I can be studying and reading books. Like, I, re- I read books all the time right now. It's like it's been a big thing. And I can be studying, you know, just on the side, like, reading into, like, different ideas that I think are cool or following, yeah. like, historical events that I think are interesting. And I'm still educating myself, you know. But I'm not, you know, maybe doing generals or I'm not, you know, housed at a dorm or going to doing classrooms. College. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what, well, for you, what's, like, your favorite way to – what's the best way for you to learn? Um, I mean, I enjoy <laughs> – I, I also want to start the podcast because I enjoy listening to podcasts. Like, in high school, I <laughs> – some people say this is, like – kind of bull crap like people are making that up but like i found i discovered i'm more of an auditory learner and that mm-hmm. i can take in so much more information and retain a lot more if i'm listening to things sure. and also it actually helps me read a little faster i can comprehend you know better reading a physical book but also listening to the book mm-hmm. at the same time so and it's like i found 
you know, I can take in like tons of information from like um, psychologists like Jordan Peterson or this, this other guy, Chris Williamson. He's runs his podcast, modern wisdom. And he talks to like so many like really wise people and they, they spout off all these awesome like life lessons that I've been able to like, kind of memorize and internalize and they've mm. like had a significant impression on me so it's like that's currently the learning i've been doing and i want to like dive into history a lot more so Wait, can I have a question let's hear it i feel like one of my biggest problems what a lot of people do is they listen to all these podcasts they're like they'll be like i'll just well i'll scroll on social media be like listening to all while these listening to a podcast no like listening to people like like clips of podcasts oh yeah yeah where they're speaking wisdom yeah and they're saying like such cool profound things yeah but i'm not really retaining any of it it's like the idea of like i'm Hmm. listening to this whole podcast about being productive and i'm like not being instead of like actually just being productive you know yeah and and so what's the like how do you actually because i feel like right now we have so many things like telling you all this stuff and people it's like a high of like i'm getting better because you are like talking you're, about getting better but you're not actually doing yeah, anything yeah there so how do you yeah how do you do <laughs> like, speaking of clips yeah. i saw this clip uh it was sam sulek have you seen that kid it's uh-uh. like a bodybuilder he's, he's like 21 he's crazy right now i think he's might be on gear um but anyways he's like spouts out these like little like tidbits of wisdom and he was like you know, just stop talking about doing whatever you're going to do. Don't go, like, chatting it up with everybody or posting it. He's like, you're literally, like, investing a little bit of dopamine. Like, you're getting a little bit of dopamine out of saying, hey, I've been planning on doing this thing. Yeah. Me. I've been planning on doing my podcast. I was talking uh-huh. to you about it. I'm, like, uh-huh. getting a little, like, dopamine high off of, like, saying, like, self-aggrandizing. Yeah, like, saying, the idea of I'm going to do this thing, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. And he's like, whereas if you don't talk to people about it, and it's like, you don't have to like not talk about your dreams or your aspirations or like your goals in life. But he's like, don't just talk about it. Like instead take actions. And for me, it was like small actions. Like I started researching about what microphones to do, or I started like looking at what computer is going to be best for this or, you know, what booms I need to do. Like doing the research, that was a step forward, you know, then looking up on Spotify, you know, how to like host a podcast Mm. and, then spread it to other formats or platforms rather. So it's like to answer your question, I guess for me, how I've been able to actually like take the wisdom, maybe, I don't know. Were you, are you asking like, how do you take in wisdom and retain it as opposed to just like taking small bits and then kind of forgetting them and moving to the next? Yeah. Both. And just like, how do you make it like, yeah, how do you make listening to podcasts actually productive? Because you could read a million books, yeah. listen to all the podcasts, and it not change a thing yeah. in your life. It it's it comes down to action. Like like that kid Sam Sulik was saying, like until you actually take action in the first steps, you know, you've you've done nothing. And if you're talking about it, you're getting the same psychological reward or physiological reward from the action without without doing the action mm. so it's like stop talking and just it's, it's, do. yeah it's like and nike just do it just do it stop yeah walk it like you talk it yeah you know? yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. wait tell me what what like have you always wanted to do a podcast or when were you like okay 
I'm going to do a podcast. Like, what made you like decide? Okay, I'm doing it. Um, speaking of actions, speaking what made you like actions. just do it? To address, have I always wanted to? I've wanted to be do a podcast, probably since like two two months after I got back from my mission. So I got back in November, December, like around January. Um, both my younger brother Ethan, who just started his mission, and my dad had like talked to me on multiple occasions about Joe Rogan podcasts that were like really interesting, really fascinating people that were talking about all these interesting ideas or concepts or like cool adventures they'd been on. So I started listening to Joe Rogan and I was just like listening to every single one I could. And I was enjoying, you know, the mental stimulation of like thinking about these experiences Mm. people were having or, you know, mulling over these ideas. Cause I would listen to them like in my car ride, um, to and from school and work. And at the time I was going to MTech in Lehigh. So I drive 30 minutes first thing in the morning, um, you know, have a half hour that way. Then 1030, I'd leave and go to work. Um, and I have another half hour at the time I was also working in Spanish fork. So I was driving way down that way, opposite direction, another mm-hmm. 45 minutes, probably. Then I'd get done with work. Bro, why did you work in those is, two places? That's is, so Well, I was doing that. I was, I was ironworking. So we were putting up warehouses um, for this erection company. And so we move wherever the job's at, obviously. Um, and it, it, I don't know. It was just we ended up doing jobs in South Jordan and Layton and West Jordan for, like, Amazon. So – we drove wherever the job was at, oh. um, kind of unfortunately for my yeah. my wa- my Dude, wallet. Dude, but that's so cool! Like making turning your like car into yeah, like an education vehicle. Yeah, yeah. straight up, yeah, like, that's, was. like that's your the magic education. school bus. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, like let me uh, let me turn on these lights. Yeah, now we're now we're looking jazzy, as they say. <laughs> jazzy, jazzy. All right, okay, next question. How, um, I guess what's, oh, you never finished that. When did you officially decide? So when I officially decided, um, I want, so I started wanting to do a podcast when I was listening to Joe Rogan a lot. Then over that whole year, I was like thinking, man, that's something I could do because I, I have friends who are doing very different things than me in life that would be very interesting to like talk to, like my, my, my buddies I grew up with at home, you know, it's like we've all gone and started doing different things. Some of us have gone to college. Some of us are uh, working other trades. Some of us are, you know, out on missions. Some of us are doing all these different things. It would be really cool to like see the differences in all of us who have grown up to grown up in the same place went off and did new things and have come back with new perspectives. Mm. You know, it'd be like part, part of the reason I want to do a podcast in general is just, for that reason to to be like a uh a video journal an audio journal you know because journaling for me is so hard and i i i was talking to my uncle today i said this to him i was like i i have like three pages in my journal that i've filled out for my mission and like one of my cousins wrote like six like good sized leather bound journals full of mission stories so Journaling's not my thing, but podcasting writer, can become can become the thing. I, I love talk. I love having discussions. So, sorry, roundabout way to answer that. When I like decided, okay, pull the trigger time. I was having a conversation with you. 
we were at a hot tub and we were like just talking about like oh you were about to do um your little not your little that sounds demeaning my bad um oh, <laughs> no you were about no, to go yeah, speak yeah, at at uh treehouse talks at the treehouse talks about the Polaroids. polaroid pictures yeah and you how gave you me that idea bro really yes really i was like uh-huh okay didn't you give that you and i don't know Autumn. if i gave i thought because I was like, what should oh, I like do? Oh, like to talk about that. I was like, yeah. you've been doing that for at oh, least yeah, a year yeah. or over a but year. But I was like, what should I talk about? Yeah. And then you guys like, well, you've been doing poor. Yeah. Yeah. You started telling me about that. And you were talking about like basically the sig- – I mean, you could explain, you know, what, why why were you taking Polaroids every day? Um, well, I just decided like – I kept hearing people talk about how – you know, when you ask someone how you're, like, how are you doing? What's, like, what's happening in life? They always just, like, talk about, you know, the big vacations or the big trips yeah. or the big, you know, the big things. And I was thinking, like, if I if I live my whole life for the, the vacations, the trips, the weekends, then I'm going to miss out on, like, 90% of life. Yeah. So it was, like, a mental practice for me to to take a picture every single day. To like ca- like make make every is like can I actually make every day special and meaningful, and can I like capture? Yeah, can I capture like a beautiful, meaningful moment every single day? Like, is what could I actually do that, or am yeah. I like everyone else that just wants to talk about the weekends and the big trips and stuff? So that was like that was the reason was to make every day like meaningful and special, and like I think there's. Um, like I think there's like an art to finding beauty in the mundane, like in the in the day to day, like yeah. yeah, finding the beauty in that, and then also like making the mundane, the day to day kind of boring routine stuff, like making that beautiful, like spice it up, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like making just an average like work day or school day, like because I knew I was gonna have to like take a picture of it of what you're doing. Yeah. So I was like, I, I gotta day. like instead of just like taking a normal picture, I would be like, okay. I want to take this picture. What can, what can we do to make it, to make it like yeah. as good as possible? So then I ended up doing like weird stuff. Yeah. You know, like, Spicing you know, you just up like, every day. Yeah, you just like jump off the car or like whatever it is to like just make it a little spicier. Yeah. So, yeah. Make and the, that is awesome. Yeah. Make, yeah. I really learned to, yeah, enjoy and capture the beauty in the like mundane and then make the mundane just a little little spicier yeah a little better yeah so i think as you were telling me that we we got into like kind of a discussion about like i don't know like you said that was like a goal of yours was to like really find the beauty in these things and i was telling you oh i'd you know for me like what i've been wanting to do recently or it's like the big thing for me right now is like i want to do this podcast i thought about it for over a year i like have a list of people i would love to talk to about you know this and that and people who've been influential in my life and i want to you know interview them for this reason and that reason you're like why haven't you done it i'm like oh you know i uh i don't have a computer right now i don't know you know how much the microphones will cost or i don't know you know what like how to run that all and it was like i had all these excuses yeah and you're like you should just do it you know uh-huh. like just start doing it you know it's like you could record it on your phone that's what you were also doing you were interviewing uh like teens with that little yeah. like microphone on yeah, Amazon. The little tiny microphone. it was just like yeah you're like we just like pulled the trigger 
grabbed a microphone, up, started doing it, and it was, and it like you were being productive with your time by like just taking a leap, and and maybe even just small ways. And so I was like, okay, like Spencer's talked me into it. I I need Dope. to do this. Dope. So, so that's like two months ago probably, and, and now look at I you. bought all you this got stuff. The mics, you got it all. Yeah, and like I I recorded the episode with my brother um like that's what i was telling you about matt kim matt kim is that korean guy he uh he podcasts a bunch um and he podcasts he podcasts that's like a a he's a caster yeah yeah um he i don't know he um i don't know i found him to be an inspiration because he's had other people on he's probably only been i don't know how long he's actually been doing his podcast but it hasn't been that long you know i think he's i don't even want to say a number 65 episodes deep or something like that um which is like a good amount but he hasn't been doing it forever and so he had somebody else on that was talking about like taking initiative with like your goals and your aspirations and how rewarding that will be and also how it's going to open up opportunities for you. So I'm like, okay, I that's, you know, Spencer and Matt Kim telling me I need to do it, you know. Oh. So I had, like, DM'd him. I, I love, like, responding to a story, like, trying to, like, just, yeah. like, get his attention. And I'll tag him. I Like like you said, I post from his stuff all the time, so I'll tag him and stuff. And at one point he, like, liked my story. I screenshot it and oh. sent it to my dad. I'm like, dude, Dope. Matt Kim liked my story, yeah. you know. He's like – because – to me, he's like huge, and then like he's talking about other people, like bit like huge people on like Twitter, like following him back, and he's like, "Oh wow, like oh so and so like re retweeted my thing or whatever." So it was like, it was really cool because then after I told him like, "Hey, I want to do this podcast," I've been thinking about the same conversation that I had with you. Yeah. Then he responds and he goes, "I hope you're still uh, you are still going uh, with your podcast." And then I was like, whoa, no way. Like, I'm so glad that, you know, you, I like really appreciate you responding to me. Like, that's so awesome. Like very genuine of you to like take time to go through. Cause he gets like DMS like crazy recently. Yeah, Cause he's sure. been addressing all these hot topics in a pretty objective way. And like doing really good at asking important questions instead of like making claims based on what he's looking at. And so I'm sure he's got a lot of people like writing to him and, maybe some bigger names and then after i told him like oh yeah i have an episode recorded with my brother i haven't yet posted it i'm gonna like talk to one of my other buddies who has a podcast and learn how to uh post or whatever how to how to put a podcast up excuse me and then he texted back and he goes don't wait for anyone to help you just do it all the knowledge you need is at your fingertips you haven't finished a podcast until you upload it until you upload and put it into the world for everyone to judge and critique. I knew yeah. nothing about any of this when I started. Just figured it out as I go. Just me and YouTube University. And you're not a conspiracy. Oh, yeah. I'm not told him. I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist. Conspiracy, conspiracy theorist for, you know, the way I think about things. And he goes, and you're not a conspiracy theorist. You're a free thinker who's open-minded to other possibilities than the narrative that's been told. He's like... Yeah, anyways, it was it was really so, cool. I was like, wow. Yeah, that's He's a like, really personal response. It, it was very personal, yeah. So cool. he wished me luck on the podcast. And then as I was uploading it, like 
the video and all that. I sent the picture to him. And I was like, hey, it's going right now. And he said, amazing. Like, Dude, like, that's cool. So that's shout cool. out Matt Kim. If you ever take time to listen to any of my episodes, it'll be he'll probably be mentioned in a bunch of them. <laughs> cool. <laughs> He's a big influence. He's like helped me personally like as of recently but also just through his podcast like he's inspired yeah. me a lot to take action so cool yeah with uh and with your podcast what's like your if i were to meet someone who had just listened to your podcast and i were to like ask him like oh what like what 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 do you take away from the podcast or like what what have you taken what away do from i hope that they take away yeah what have you what have what would you hope that people would take away from your podcast after listening to it for however long? Um, well, my selfish uh, desire is that they'll be like, oh, I need to be more open-minded or, oh, like this is like a good way to discover more about yourself because that's like the personal reasons I'm I want to do it, but also I want the people that I'm interviewing, like you, like my little brother, like I want to interview both of my parents. I want it to be a way for me to, to draw out this like wisdom that I've seen through the, like the mm. people in my life and put that out for other people to, to be influenced because I feel like that's been such a, a major theme within like the past probably six years of my life going back to like kind of the end of high school through my mission and, and then presently like the positive influences in my life mostly are my parents and like the mentors that has like kind of helped me, you know, encourage me be, to be successful like in high school and like through sports and things like that. But it's more so, the friends immediately that are in my life and present all the time. Mm. And I feel like maybe some people don't have the same influences, right? They might have close friends, but maybe they're not influences in the way that my friends have been so positive and encouraging for me. You know, maybe people do have these like friends around them or don't have those friends around them and they feel discouraged. I was uh, texting a young friend of mine, um, he's 19, he's my younger brother's age. Um, but it was like me, my brother, Cade, my brother, Ethan, this kid, Charlie, and this other kid, Davis. And we were like all hang out all the time in high school. We go surfing together, you know, hang out at skate parks together. Like that was kind of our squad yeah, was like yeah. me, my younger brothers and like the guys their age. But it was like a very positive group to be around. And he like came to my graduation for cool. high school and he's like, just a buddy of mine, you know? Yeah, um, but I was texting to him today, like, um, saying how excited I am to go back down to California and spend time with them. I'm, and saying like, we need to focus on having good influences on our lives. It, like in our immediate lives, like around us all the time, because as young men, we have to have other young men that build us up and encourage us and show us an example of, of how to live productively and meaningfully because otherwise and I'm only speaking about us as young men because it's my personal experience but otherwise we will become isolated 
and and feel very alone. Like I can live in this house, but if I don't try and connect with these guys mm-hmm. and try and have, you know, meaningful experiences with them or meaningful discussions with them, I'm going to be very separate from them and I'm going to feel almost ostracized even though they might be thinking the same thing like man i wish i could have some buddies like it might be the case for people going to college right now you know they might feel excluded from the group because people currently there's at least generally speaking kind of a culture to keep to yourself or keep to your friend group if you have the friend group already right don't butt into everybody else's friend group like just stick to yours because you don't know these people as personally so you don't need to like try and connect deeply with them but i feel like that's how you and i got to know each other it's like mm-hmm. we're kind of coming from two different friend groups that got mixed and then we started chatting and we've had very meaningful conversations that i feel like helped me to see like or have a positive influence from you mm-hmm. and hopefully i can reciprocate that you know yeah for sure um what what's like what is your advice for someone who I feel like there's a lot of people out there who, yeah, they're craving, like, yeah, real deep, meaningful connection. And they, yeah, they're craving having friends like you have. But they're scared. Like, being vulnerable and, like, talking about your experience is really hard, especially if you're a shy, introverted person. Or even if you're super, I know some people that are so, like, confident on the outside and, like, outgoing, but they never talk about like yeah. what's actually going on. So what advice do you have for someone who they're like, cause honestly everyone, they're craving that like Every, real yeah, connection. Everyone really is. It's but a necessity. Most <laughs> like honestly, like I think most people, they don't have it because they're scared of doing what you do. Like they're scared of just like opening themselves up to just to their friends or their roommates or whoever yeah. it is. It's so simple when What's you do it. Advice? But, yeah, but I how, don't, how, how do you help someone else who like, they don't have like deep meaningful relationships because that is because hard they for have them. they have yet to be vulnerable and it is hard to be vulnerable. Yeah, that's hard. I don't I don't know if there's necessarily advice outside of saying you need to be vulnerable. Mm. Um in the first episode, my conversation with my younger brother, he was talking about um the reason he was where he is right now as a kid going into the MTC and what got him to that position and he said you know he was at home living at, at home with my parents he was working right um just doing all the regular things he'd like play a little like uh call of duty or like clash of clans on his phone you know watch youtube you know he would uh go and hang out with his friends sometimes some of them that were still there but then like friends started dropping off they started going to college and to missions and to work and He's like, okay, I'm kind of more alone. So he started spending more time on his phone. And he realized, he's like, I'm kind of being a loser. Like, I'm not being productive with my day. I, I'll work, but I'm not, you know, I'll take a long, a long lunch because I don't have to be doing anything. And then I'll do, finish my work and then I'll just watch videos on my phone. He's like, I felt like I wasn't living to, up to my potential because I knew I had potential. And I knew I at least like, short-term potential like to be more productive with my life and he said i was getting really comfortable just doing the 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 minimum you know putting in the minimum effort he says but discomfort breeds change 
and productivity. So he's like, I started shorting my lunch. I put time restrictions on my phone. I started being more conscientious with my scripture study and making sure I was having meaningful prayer. And it was, you know, it was like this, there was literal discomfort he was putting himself into because it's like you have the, the norms and the routines and now you're breaking them up and putting in new norms and new routines that are different and not as entertaining. And he was, you know, changing and he, and he did change. He changed a lot in his spirituality and, you know, his, uh, his depth and purpose. And, and that's what drove him to be prepared to be going into the MTC and to begin his mission. And so I think, for those people who are scared to be vulnerable and to be honest with people, the the only advice I can give, and I don't know that it's necessarily like an effective way to say this, but it's like you have to consciously choose to put yourself in su- in an uncomfortable situation. Like for me, one is like talking to like new people i don't know if that's necessarily a hard thing for me like i I enjoy talking to new people but it's become easy for me because i'd find myself like at parties and i would like share like some major things that have happened recently kind of a thing you know like oh like uh just like i just broke up with my girlfriend or something like that right like Mm -hmm. like oh yeah man it's supposed to be small talk and you're like like hey dude how's it going at a party you're like dope yeah you're like at a party and they're like yeah Oh, my heart's broken, man. So I'm just out here, like, trying to, you know, put myself in a positive spot, have mm-hmm. some fun with my friends. And they're like, oh, wow, okay. See ya. Dude, way you to know? go. Way to, like, like that, that, Those were, like, experiences I actually had. Yeah. And I would do that intentionally, partially for the entertainment of making it such an awkward situation yeah, <laughs> with other people. For sure. But, and that's, like, the way I work mentally. Like, I'm a little more comfortable with that. But it was an uncomfortable situation, and I still find myself in discomfort in some of those situations when it's other people doing that. And so it's like you you have to force yourself to be dis- in discomfort. Like you have to be – I don't know. You, you, that's what's going to create the change. So if you want to make deep and meaningful connections with other people, you have to practice that. And And it's as simple as that. It's just practice. Mm. really and that's a very simplistic way to say it and kind of think of it but that's how i've i've experienced it and that's how i've gained the ability to try and be honest with people and like i found that actually being honest about like the major struggles in my life have has really helped me to feel accountable to those people be like yeah, I am trying to be better. I am making changes in my life for positive because, you know, you and I share a connection over the fact that we're both struggling with things in life. And if you are, okay, that's the other thing too. If you are honest with people and vulnerable, maybe like four out of 10 times, the other person will reciprocate it and be honest with you back, you Mm -hmm. know? And it might depend on where you are because I've had some where it's 10 out of 10, they won't. You know, and that might just be where I'm here, where I am here in Provo Mm -hmm. around a lot of kids that I feel like are not yet ready to be vulnerable and genuine on on that level. They're like a lot of people I feel like maybe putting on a front 
are they are putting on a front. That's you know I'm not gonna understate the reality of the situation, but I don't know. What about you? Like, do you have any advice? Because y- you are a very genuine, per- like authentic person, and maybe that's just because I was trying to like be honest with you that you were being honest with me and in that way and that we've connected that way but what about like do you have advice for that to Um, try and resolve that problem of i think dude i just learned like what like there's no there's no point to not just being like real with people like just like no point yeah it's just stupid like life is too short and too meaningful to be like yeah just to like brush by it yeah you know yeah. And I just think, uh, yeah, what have I, I think I learned this really powerful lesson. Um, this guy named Todd Sylvester, he teaches this principle called, he calls like, like whatever you want, give it away. Hmm. So if you want love in your life, give love. Be loving. Yeah. If you want people to listen to you, listen to other people (laughs) if you want money give money literally it's it's like sounds so contradictory to what like what society tells us yeah but it's dude it's so real it's so real like if you want friends be a friend yeah if yeah if if you want some just to like (laughs) give you a hug go give someone else a hug oh that's that's the most straight up principle. It's like nobody is going to hug you unless you open up your arms and you're ready to hug somebody. Cuz like it's so funny when I was this is like a soup this story like changed my life. When I was when I was in 7 no, 8th grade. I was so shy. Uh-huh. So timid. Like elementary school I was like a normal happy kid whatever. Yeah. Went to middle school and there was like 2000 kids. I was just so Holy cow. I was so insecure. Yeah. Like, I literally would go to my... I would go to my locker. I would pretend to go to my locker, or I'd go to the bathroom and literally sit in the bathroom and wait between, like, hall breaks. Oh, my gosh. Because I didn't want to be the first kid in class because I wanted to pretend like I have friends to talk to, but I had no one. I had no friends. So I would literally, like... so sad. Like, thinking back, I was just, like... I was so... I was, like, so insecure and just wanted people to like me so bad, and I would look around and see all these people had all these friends and i was like what yeah why do why does everyone want to talk to them and no one wants to talk to me like what's what's wrong with me and then finally i remember one day i followed this this kid jake Cahoon. he's like he was like such a cool stud and yeah i just had a ton of friends and i literally just like followed him down the hallway it's kind of creepy but he just went up to like one person like said their name like said what's up dapped him up asked him how they're doing and then he went up to another person he went up to like five different people down the same hallway yeah like he went up to them asked them like how they, they were weren't doing. going to him yeah and it like it's so simple but it clicked in my brain i was like oh he has friends because he is a friend yeah like he goes out and talks to people so people then later talk to him hmm. like it's it was so simple but it clicked in my brain so then I'm, from there i made the goal to meet three new people a day where I would learn their name and then one thing about them. So that way I would have something to talk to them about the next time I saw them. Cause I was just, I was so insecure. Yeah. And so what was this? You were in elementary school? No, I was in eighth grade. Eighth grade. Okay. Eighth grade. Right. That's still so like, that's so genuine of you. 
I mean, it, it came out of like a desire to like have friends, like out of an insecurity. But it's like that is, I don't know. That's that's awesome. That's like something that people our age cannot comprehend. Mm. People older than us cannot comprehend. Like that's a principle of like being genuine. That if you just apply it, people will like flock to. Like people seek that, mm-hmm. and they they. They are attracted to like people can see when somebody is genuine and friendly, like being a friend, and so they want to be that person's friend. Because mm-hmm. you're For you're sure. you're a giver, right? There's people that give energy, or and they give positivity, and then there's people that like take it from people, and they're kind of negative, and they like drag you down. But like, people will seek out the people that make positive comments and you know make them feel good about themselves. Because mm-hmm. they learn their name and they remember it, and then they learn something about them and they remember that, uh-huh. and they're like genuinely inquire like, "Hey, how's you know that that thing going? Whatever yeah. you're working on, or how's you know your sport going?" That's crazy. That like you as an eighth grader were being like that thought out about how you're going to to become a friend to other people. Well, I was just so lonely. <laughs> I just had like That's I was so sad. I was so lonely, and I had. I just didn't have friends, and so I was like, all right, well, now. But it was so cool because I learned that principle that if I want friends, I got to be a friend. Yeah. Do you remember the first time? It literally took me, like, the entire class period to ask the dude sitting next to me what his name was. Literally the entire class period, like, I got to ask. I got to talk to him. Yeah. And I, like, it was so hard for me to ask him and talk to him, and then slowly I got better and better at it. And then, like, now I feel like it's cool because it was, like, such a weakness of mine. And now it's become like one of my greatest strengths. Absolutely, I, feel like I can talk to anyone. Yeah, I agree. And so, <laughs> it's it, it's just such an interesting. It's like such a powerful lesson, because even now I'll get in my head of like, oh, uh, like if I don't call people, no one's calling me to like hang out, whatever. And it's like that's yep. so stupid. Yep. Like you can't expect other people to be calling you to hang out if you're not calling anyone else to hang out. Yeah. And like. <laughs> we're talking I've about, gotten into that, dude. dude yeah, you get, spend a like, Friday night, and you're, and like, you're oh, sitting there like God. doing dishes or like folding laundry. You're like, man, nobody wants to like hang out with me. What the heck? But literally, everyone is thinking that. Everyone. Everybody else is also sitting in their room, like scrolling on TikTok no or something. No one like, wants to hang out with I don't me. have any friends. Like, I have all these friends, and every, they're all like probably doing their own thing with their other friends or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, it's like, dude, if you just go like, and at, a, at the same person, like at a party, everyone, like this is the number one way to not be um to just like be confident is if you walk into a room and you're like focused on other people then you can't be worried about yourself yeah you can't be some people get socially anxious and i know that's like a real thing and that's fine Uh but like if you walk into a room and you're focused on everyone around you you're not okay um you're not going to be like, you're not going to be self-conscious. If you're actually just worried about other people, then that's like, that's it. That's all you need. So if you go into a room and you're just focused on other, everyone else, like you go into a party and you're like genuinely just getting to know everyone. Yeah. Then you can't be worried about yourself. Can't be worried about, Oh, nobody's talking to me. Yeah. But yeah. if you are focused on yourself, then you're going to be worried the entire time. If your purpose no is like, me, I want other people, people to talk to me, yeah, then... What, what do people think about like my clothes, my hair? You're showing your own head. It's so... But it, it's, it's so... The, if you just like actually just like love people, get outside yourself, 
it's just it's so much better. And okay, this principle is so cool. We Whatever. just need we just need the people in Provo to listen to the last like ten minutes of this <laughs> conversation and start applying that. Then it'll like take care of For all real. the awkwardness at these parties and the like lack of feeling that happens. Yeah, because everyone goes and they're so worried about how Everybody? do they look so that way they can attract their like future spouse. Yeah, everybody's whatever. putting on like this show. And they're so they're so in their own little head and their own little world of like how is everyone perceiving me right now instead of just be like, Oh Oh, what what's your name? Who are you? What what do you like Yeah. Genuinely being Genuine, interested instead not of just, just like, like Oh, what's your what's your major? What's your major? <laughs> Where are you from? It's like it's oh so God. it's so stupid. It's like the same conversation. With every single person. Oh, cool. What do you plan to do with that? Oh, yeah, nice. Okay. So it's so lame. Dude, a new question I've been I asked people is like, oh, what's you like? You want to make sure the microphone's going straight oh, to your yeah, face, yeah, yeah. or or you're like at least a little closer to it. Yeah, like this. There you go. Um. I start asking people. Oh yeah, it's way better. What's your favorite thing in life right now? Or like instead of just like how are you how are you doing? You ask like, oh how uh what do I ask? Um. Like, tell me about tell me about your day. Yeah, and, and so then it's like it's just so much more open ended, and it's a little different. So it's not the automatic. Mm. Oh, I'm good. How are you? I need to be. I need to be and more. And that's conscious fine because it's like a greeting kind of like. Oh, yeah. what's up? How are you? Yeah, yeah. But greet them, but then also ask open ended like, questions. That's that's yeah. huge. Like, what are you loving about life right now? Because then they're like, oh, I'm actually loving this, or they're thinking for a while, and they're like. And it's like, well, you shouldn't have to think this hard about what you're loving about life right now. So then it kind of like... They can get reflective so on that, So then after though. they're like thinking, like, oh. Like literally people came up to me at, like weeks after I talked to them. And they're like, you asked me what I'm about, loving about life? And it like really kind of shook me because I didn't know. And so then I went home and I've been thinking about what am I loving about life? And then they're actually, you know, it's just, it's cool to make yeah. people think. Look at you. That I think that's a gift that you like, that you have to be, to like desire to be very conscious of that and that's like something that you clearly do with everybody mm. and so maybe that Thanks, experience man. of like being so lonely helped you to to want for sure to not want that for other people like i don't want these for other sure. people to be lonely i don't want them to be secluded in their mind you know not having anything that they're loving about life right now because like you were talking about with the polaroids even in the mundane there is so much beauty and so much to love about life. Like there's so much abundant opportunity to do so many, to just, just to be like happy about living, about, you know, having a, a body that's functioning or mm-hmm. about being able to meet new people. I think that's like such a positive perspective though, too, to be like, to enjoy viewing other people living life. Mm, That's yeah. like when I started going to classic skating, Yeah, I could not skate great. I, like I could skate okay because like I'd done rollerblades growing up and like was pretty good there. Um, but I would like sit off to the side a lot of time. So I'd just like go around a couple of times and sit off to the side and I would just be observing all these people like totally in their zone. Like this is like yeah, their thing and they're flowing. like having a good time. Mm. They're like as happy as you can be because they're like dancing to fun music or they're like there with their boyfriend or girlfriend or they're there just with their friends. And 
they're expressing themselves by like dancing. There's also probably like some serious like physiological like oh. happiness genes firing <laughs> like crazy yeah. when you're dancing. And roller skates Happy just genes. amplifies it because yeah. you're like uh-huh. on wheels. You got a little bit of adrenaline going too because you might mm-hmm. fall. You know, it's like and you're grooving. You got the music. Yeah, you got. yeah. Like people watching people say that all the time. It is genuinely so fun. And for me, I was like, I found myself like smiling like really big like just cheesing it up because i was enjoying like it was entertaining and it was it was like bringing me happiness like physically to see other people enjoying themselves and like being in the zone and then that became like something i actually really enjoyed too and so i've been doing it for like over a year and a half now and and i love it and like it puts a smile on my face sometimes i might just be in the zone you know looking down at my skates as i'm like doing something and i'm just having a really good time and it's something to be super happy about like i get to do this thing and my body has provided me this opportunity to do this and i'm surrounded by other people that are happy and they're doing these like amazing things Mm. and being friendly to each other you know like i don't know there's there's so much positivity to be had that you it's like unfortunate to restrict yourself by like being s- not self-conscious but like by being fearful mm. you know and that might be like a biological thing for some people that they're fearful or like well, have anxiety yeah and and it's it's natural to be mm-hmm. fearful but to focus on working past that and make that a strength, like take your weaknesses and make them strengths. Yeah. That's such an important principle to like try and live by. And it's, and it's one that I'm trying to live by too. You know, like every day trying to like, like you said, talk to new people, put myself in an uncomfortable situation in some way, challenge myself because that's the only way I'm going to be better or get better. Yeah. Just gotta keep pushing. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about this, the treehouse talks. Like, mm. how did you get involved with that? Are, you know, are you the one who started it? Like, what's what's the deal with the tree? What is the treehouse talks? So, my homie Hollis started it. Okay, we and love uh, Hollis. Hollis is great. Yeah, so just uh, so he started just in his backyard, and really? he found that like people loved just coming together, and learning and it was a cool platform for people to express what they're passionate about, kind of tell their story. And yeah, it's basically just like local Ted talks for college, college students or for anyone. But yeah, so then Hollis started it. So then I just kind of like was helping him out with it because I just thought it was so rad. And then now Hollis and I have been working on trying to bring like that same idea to create these spaces where people, share their story and they share what they're passionate about with their peers. And they're like, it's kind of a place where it like fosters just connection mm-hmm. and like talking about the real stuff. Um, like we were talking about, cause when, when you have a speaker that's up there talking about what they're way passionate about or talking about how they went through some really hard experience, whatever it is, you're talking about like real, like just real stuff. Yeah. And so then when people are having those like after and before, People are talking about, oh, what would I speak on if I was, like, yeah. giving a talk? Or you talk about what they were talking about. So it just, like, fosters, like, just deep, like, real connection. Mm-hmm. And so we've been trying to figure out how to bring that same idea into high schools. 
and because it's so needed right now in Absolutely. high school. Absolutely. But dude, it's so <coughs> it's so hard, bro. High schoolers are such a pain because <laughs> they don't want to. Oh, dude, they don't want to like do for them to like put the effort into going to a different activity to like connect with people is just. It seems lame, dude. Yeah, like that's way over the surface, and I'm trying to operate at for surface sure. level for sure. Yeah, because they're like, all I have my so friends, insecure. we do our yeah. thing. And I don't want to try and connect with other people because that's it's it's comfortable, bro. Staying in the comfort zone. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I don't know. We've been we've been trying to figure out if like we do assemblies. We've had a bunch of different like uh, little focus groups. Yeah. Of teenagers, we've like got together and like talked to them about different ideas of what we could do. Yeah. So we're still in the process of like what what that will look like. But as of right now, we've been just like interviewing teenagers, uh-huh. talking to them about. Dude, it's it's so crazy. Teenagers, they wanna, literally everyone, they want, they got so. Everybody much wants in them. to express. Dude, we were at a fair, bro. So it was summertime when we started doing this, and so no kids are in school. So we're literally at. We'd go to fairs. Nice. <laughs> we went to Eagle Mountain Fair, like just to to try to find teenagers to talk to. Yeah. Went there, we found this dude. We like asked if we could interview him real quick. Just like this cowboy. This cowboy dude. Yeah. Cowboy hat, mullet, cowboy boots, jeans, the whole thing. Yeah. And we were just talking to him about what he loved about high school. And then we're like, ah, oh, what's some, like, that's been hard about high school. And he, like, opened up talking about how one of his friends, like, committed suicide. Oh, my gosh. And, like, it, it was crazy. He, like, talked all about it. And then after he just, like, thanked us because he didn't feel like he had, like, a space to really talk about that with anyone. And it was like, oh, wow, people, like, at a fair, like, you got the Ferris wheel in the background, and you got, like, all and the noise, having, and he was, like. He was being, like, very vulnerable. Yeah. And it was really people productive want, for him. Yeah, people just want to be asked, huh. like, what's really happening, and for you to just, just to know that you're listening. And then, bro, people just, they got a lot to say. Yeah. But I, oftentimes, we always, we wait for someone like we wait to feel like we're, you know, actually heard, and that we're not going to be judged. And we just want people to actually care enough to ask. Yeah. Well, it's it's safer to kind of hold back in the short term. It's safer to For hold sure. back because you're not going to expose yourself to somebody else who might like use that against you or just like make fun of you for it. You know, like it's it's uh, it's uncomfortable and it's kind of risky to share your feelings and share your vulnerability with people. That's something I've had to learn um, kind of through high school and the mission, like to the value of being uh, vulnerable. I mean, we've discussed this at, at length already, but like as like a young, like early teen, I like, had an experience where uh, – at some point, I, I, like, injured myself or, like, doing something. It was, like, it was before I was a teenager, but I, like, broke down crying, and it was, like, really embarrassing for me. Yeah. And I, like, cried to my mom or something like that, you know? And I knew my friends were watching. I knew, like, other people were around. My mom my mom is the one who brought this memory back to me, like, kind of, like, was, like, oh, I remember this happened, and it seemed like you kind of changed after that. Because then I... I don't like I hadn't remembered that experience, but I remember through my preteen and teen years 
like considering myself as somebody who is weak and and being vulnerable increased my weakness and like being emotional mm. around people increased my weakness. I still struggle with that, but but I I made like the resolution like I'm not going to cry. I I will never cry again. I'm not going to ever cry. I'm not going to show emotion to other people. Like I'll be happy when everybody's like being happy and I'll do the things with everybody, but I'm not going to like try and emotionally connect on like sad things or like spiritual things with other people. You know, I want to just restrict that because it was embarrassing for me to show my weakness. And I bet that is not an uncommon experience that like we be become embarrassed, you know, for our emotions or for our feelings like early on. And we kind of correlate that with if I share like the things I'm passionate about or the things that bother me or the things I'm struggling with, it's going to be embarrassing and people will like spot that and want to embarrass me with it you know mm. yeah, yeah why do you think it is embarrassing because i mean i agree i think I most people have had that like, like everyone's had that for sure especially dudes i feel like yeah but like why 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 is that so embarrassing to show um like emotion is that just i think it's a cultural thing somewhere yeah you know there's there's the idea of like being strong and being stoic and not I don't know, not like not having any problems because you're the man or you're the guy, right? You're the stud at school. Like you got to be cool around everybody else. Like if that stud at school that was like friends with everybody, if you like saw him like break down crying after like he got some homework assignment back wrong, you know, like he was like really upset about it, but he's not allowed to show it to anybody that he's like upset or that he's like been having problems maybe at home or something like that. I'm not like saying that this is the situation, but hypothetically you know everybody's got problems happening in their lives everybody has like significant things that would that require a lot of emotional stability or at least like require a lot of us emotionally and if we are showing them off to people maybe he also views himself as like i am the stud kind of kid you know i have all the friends they aren't going to want to be my friends if i'm like a wimp and i'm crying at school and the teacher made me feel bad because she said I did awful on this assignment and that I need to work on this and this and this. And it's like, oh, they're going to attack me. You know, like I've had that experience. For sure. And it's hard. I, <laughs> I don't know why that is like, but I don't know. We kind of grow up like thinking that we need to be that we need to restrict our emotions in order to be stoic or in order to be strong or to be cool. Totally. And I think we can be stoic and strong and cool while also being emotionally invested in other people and, and vulnerable, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, I, everyone would always comment on how I was like such a happy person. Yeah. And so then literally my mind like I'm a happy person that's like who I am yeah so if I'm not feeling happy that's like that's not me hmm. and so then literally anytime it was any kind of like harder emotion to feel like just being sad or being pissed off or whatever yeah I like would push it away because like oh that's that's not me I can't I can't feel that I'm I'm happy I'm happy oh and that's so interesting literally until it was just in the past like few years I've like realized that about myself 
And so it's been way hard for me to now feel all of those emotions that aren't like the happy emotions. Weird. Because because I just disassociated them with myself. I was like, oh no, that's not me. Yeah. It's not me. But now that I've like actually started to feel all those things, I'm such a more full person. Like I, it, when you actually feel all the different emotions, like I feel like, like every, like, but like before when you're just feeling like the, like not really letting yourself feel emotions, it's like, it's like the color wheel. You're like only got like red, blue, yellow, whatever. Yeah. And then the more you let yourself feel all these different emotions, like I feel like life becomes, like, you know, like that little wheel where you can like go to like any shade of anything. Of all the yeah. different colors. It's like all of a sudden life becomes so much more beautiful because it's not just yeah like two basic colors of like I'm happy or I'm trying to push away any other emotion. It's like mm. now there's a whole range of colors that like there isn't necessarily a good or bad emotion. It's just like a different color like we obviously have favorite emotions and hard emotions to feel yeah but because emotions i just actually just barely like put this together the other day that emotions uh they're just like messages from uh, like our mind and our body telling us something yeah and if we don't read the message or like listen to the message we're like ignoring ourselves. it's like a f- if a friend was yeah telling you how hard something is and they're way stressed because of it, and you were just to be like, "Oh, I, I, yeah, I don't want to hear." You're that just right hearing now. the words, and you're just ignoring. Yeah, you're just like ignoring. What's going it. on? We we did it to ourselves all the yeah. time. Yeah, it's like we'll be str- like crazy anxious or stressed about something, and we're just like, "No, like we're fine, we're fine, we're fine, we're fine." Yeah, and not just being like, "Oh yeah, I'm crazy stressed right now," or like I'm really sad, or I feel really like, wh- whatever it is, I'm mm. feeling that right now, and then. Literally, all you have to do is, like, acknowledge it. Like, read read the message, whatever it's telling you. It's, yeah. like, like, listening to yourself. And you're like, okay, cool. And then it, like, and then the emotion can, like, flow through. But if you don't read the message or, like, listen to it, then it, like, gets stuck. It'll, yeah. It's like if there's, a, like, a tunnel and, like, emotions are just, like, cars that, like, are passing through. If you just, like, stop the cars from coming through... Then all of a sudden it's a huge traffic jam and all these cars get backed up and no emotions are coming through. Hmm. Like, you know, when you're you, like, you want to focus on the happy emotions so much so that you're restricting feeling all the other maybe negative, maybe just kind of neutral emotions that come with life yeah. to where you you aren't actually happy. No, you're, you're like putting, literally blocking. You, yeah. can't, you can't pick what emotions to feel. <laughs> it's like you're blocking off the yeah. whole. And because you've been there, I'm sure yeah. I was there my basically my whole mission i was like just like numb to things mm. because i was like i can't feel i'm like like i'm happy i'm like here to like i'm happy i'm supposed happy. to be happy this yeah. is how i'm, I'm supposed to be so i can't I be depressed away. i can't be yes yeah you push away all their emotions mm. and they all just get piled up and you actually don't feel anything you become like totally numb hmm and then well, or then you get into addiction like all yeah. addictions come from you suppressing like things you don't want to feel or experience yeah Yeah, it's a it's a caveat to to not feel it's like totally i don't want to feel this so i'm going to put something else in so i can feel something else yeah just escaping emotions wow and i think that's like giving me a whole ton to think about how i 
how I deal with my emotions. I'm going to keep considering that. Well, and I think, because for me, it's, I feel like there's one side of the spectrum where it's like, just like deep into therapy and you got to dive in and heal this like childhood trauma. And I feel like that's like one extreme end. And I think you do need to do that in some situations. But then there's the other side where it's, it's like, like intermittent fasting. Just focus on the future. Yeah. It, it, you need to listen different. to yourself. Yeah. I, I went to a therapist one time and it was because, okay, there's probably a very multitude of variables as to why I don't feel like it worked for me. But like, I don't know that I connected with the guy. And I also just didn't feel like saying my problems to him or like talking about my day in that way was actually working for me. It's like, yeah, I, I need to like connect with people. And maybe if I had connected with him, it would be different. But like I've had very meaningful conversations about those same problems with many of my good friends. And I feel like I've made significant progress about oh. the way that I conceptualize them in my mind and their importance in my life and how I've prioritized, you know, these problems or these addictions or these negative emotions Whereas they really don't play that major of a of an effect in my life, and I need to minimize them, you know. And it's it, I don't know. I don't need to go into like the whole detail of how I've thought about them, but it's like you were saying. I need to listen to my body. Or I need to listen to my mind and and my thought process and develop it. But also, you know, don't just do the cookie cutter version of healing mentally or healing physically, you know. There's there's so much n- nuance. I don't. I hate saying yeah. that word. No, but, but like there's, there's like a nuance of how you need to go about for each individual person healing. So different. Some people like need like intense therapy. Some people need to go rollerblading. <laughs> like there you go. That might like, be what it, it is. It's just like it's what is, or you just need to go hang out with your homies and have a campfire or whatever. Like it's just yeah. sometimes you do need to like dive deep into it. And other times it's like, oh, I'm feeling sad right now. Hmm. cool you know it's like after a breakup yeah. some people yeah. need to like cry about it for weeks and some people need to like get out that next night and go hang out yeah with like other girls you know it just depends on yeah you and how i've i've had that experience like with one breakup it was like very emotional for a long time and i felt like kind of betrayed and i felt sad like you know the regular emotions and then with another breakup it was like i kind of like i don't know if this is healthy but i like kind of <laughs> i kind of like yelled at myself like no okay i know this is unhealthy but it helped in the moment and then i was able to discuss it with a buddy afterwards and he like kind of helped me like rewire. Wait, what'd you do? <laughs> so I, I yelled at myself i was like you're so stupid you invested in this person emotionally and that's not what was going to happen. And so that's why you're hurting. Like, look at you. You are hurting right now because you are weak and you invested in somebody. And I, like, got mad at myself. I was yelling at myself, like, windows down, turned up the music, like, super loud. And I was, like, on fire. Screaming. And I was, like, and, and like tears in my eyes. But I wasn't, like, oh, I'm so sad crying. It was, like, I was crying because I was angry at myself for being weak. And I think it might be a tie back to like that. Mm. Don't show emotion. Don't get vulnerable with people from my childhood. That like, but it, 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 so then maybe two days later, I know I just jumped there from like one thought to the next, but I did that. 
And then like two days later, I went out with my buddy. We went and like got lunch someplace. Fourth of July. Was it Fourth of July? I don't know. Anyways, it it's, doesn't even matter what time it was, what day it was. But I went and like chatted with him at lunch. And we had a good time and whatever, like good burgers and a shake or whatever. And then we walk out to the parking lot. And he asked me about this girl that I've been seeing. And I was like, oh, uh, we broke up last, like, two Shoot, days ago. And yeah. he says, no way, dude. I, I, I would not have known if you didn't just tell me that. Like, there was no way I would have known that. Because I was putting on a happy face, you mm. know. I was kind of numb. I wasn't feeling the emotions, and I was pushing them away. And he's like, how's it going then? You know, what's going on? He, and he's he's really good at that. Uh, we've beca- We became friends over the past year. And at first, he was super, like cut off to making any connections with me because he thought I might be like he's kind of an introvert and and kind of the person who is like suspicious of people at first if they're trying to be friendly to him Mm. and that's what I was doing I was just like trying to be a good friend to a new guy and and then we become really close friends to the point where we can both be very like honest with each other about what's happening so I started telling him about how I was feeling I was like man I don't know I feel like I risked too much by emotionally investing in this person when in the back of my mind I knew oh there's the possibility this might not work out and so it's like honestly man I just don't want to go out with girls anymore I don't want to try and be a boyfriend I don't want to like try and have that connection with anybody because I'm just going to get hurt like it's not productive it's not helping me I'm like being weak and this and that and I was like telling him all the things that I just told myself Mm -hmm. like two nights before pardon me and then he goes no dude no 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 you're way wrong and so like honest enough to tell me that he's like you're wrong yeah you need to be feeling emotions like he's like I've observed you and you care deeply right like I try and connect with people that's how I got to know him it's like he was a random kid from Louisiana who went to trade school with me, and I invited him to go shooting like with me and my uncle. Cool. And then we became friends. And it was like, he's like, you care deeply, and you need to hold on to that because that's a strength. It's not something that's bad. It's not negative. You run the risk of getting hurt. And then I'm totally butchering what he said. And I wish I, I wish I had written it down. I wish I had recorded it or something. It was such good advice, and it struck me that I essentially, like the principle we were talking about early on how to be, like, have friends and find new people and put, be vulnerable, it's like I have to be uncomfortable and run the risk of being hurt if I want, you know, if my goal is to be married or first have a girlfriend or first start talking to a girl yeah and like get to know her it's like you have to run that risk because the reward is significantly greater than the short-term pain and maybe even long-term pain of you know emotionally hurting after investing in somebody too it's the same thing you were talking about earlier with your brother like it's just about getting out of your comfort zone yeah and getting out of your every time getting out of your comfort zone like investing into a girl into like a bit like literally everything like that's a risk like is going to be uncomfortable and it's going to be scary and it like it's just that's like the fact of it if if mm. you're going to put your heart on the line 
it like could get broken. Could get broken. But that's also like the beauty of it. That's what's so special when it works. Yeah. Because if it if there was no risk involved, it was, if there was no like putting something out there on the line, it just like it would like nothing like everything that's really worth it and meaningful. Like it, yeah. it that's what it takes. You absolutely, you nailed it. That's that is the principle. That's the truth. Like that's a principle that is totally true, and it applies to everything. And so, I don't know how we got on this topic. I can't remember, but that's that's kind of why. I don't know. I I still am working on that <laughs> personally, yeah. but we're getting there. Um, Dude, I don't know. yeah, it's hard, bro. Yeah. I was going to ask, um, on the topic of like doing those high schoolers, like trying to get treehouse talks involved with high schoolers. I wonder if it might be more, I don't know if you've already done this or if that's like something you have considered, but it struck, like it came to my mind as you were talking about, you know, we want to do assemblies or we want to do this for groups, but they seem to be like kind of cut off or, or like keeping themselves back from it. I wonder if, trying to get it done with smaller groups you know like the Mm. idea of like if you could fit these people in the treehouse and have a talk with them that'd be the group that you go for because i know i've seen that with like efy or going to hefy right you get like a group of like 14 kids they like can really connect with each other or just like a small group of friends you can like invest in each other and and because it's a smaller group you feel like it's a little safer mm-hmm. it's still going to be scary and there's still the risk that like the two other people might make fun of you or whatever it is or they might think that you know your fear is unfounded but i think it would increase the the likelihood of them becoming more vulnerable with each other is that something you guys have put thought to yeah it's a good idea uh, for sure. It's it was just like how do you create those small groups? Yeah. Like you have to have. Um, what I've been learning a lot, I've been studying like, yeah. How like how do you create like a group or a tribe or a, mm. you know? Yeah. How do you create those? Like, groups? can you as an exterior person facilitate a group for teenagers? Exactly, and you can if there's a common purpose, like a football team. I was just a thinking basketball the same thing. team. It's like you're Their there band. to play football. And then you're coming together for that, and then oh. you bond crazy deep because you have a common thing. But how do you bring all these the people who are yeah. – because the whole point of Triosox is to bring together people who aren't common, oh. who have all these different ideas and thoughts to come together. And I think that's something you develop in college where you want to meet people yeah. and learn different perspectives. And so that's the hard thing about Is that a culture that you could try and – promote yeah in younger groups though totally I, f- I feel like on the topic of personal excellence why i wanted to start this podcast like that's a, a, a culture that we need to start promoting is like a desire to diversify the opinions and the thought processes totally. around us because that's going to promote change it's going to put us in uncomfortable situations to have uncomfortable yeah. discussions to talk about ideas that we might not be familiar with but it's going to make us grow and if we can start imparting that as a cultural thing that's acceptable but not only acceptable but like normal for younger and younger kids that'll be more productive kids naturally are going to like from an early age 
want to just like flock around and get to know each other and everything like kids are super friendly when they're really young totally. and then you start getting like hormonal and you start separating and you find your friends and you like them and you don't like the other people Become because insecure, they're a little so different to, yeah and they don't yeah yeah and you like need a group to, yeah you yeah. want to belong so bad absolutely it's so funny how in high school and it's in life we want to belong so bad but then also be different so we want to like conform to groups because we want to, but be you a want part to be something. Unique. But then we also want to be unique. Mm. It's like this. It's so funny because we're like constantly fighting between like, I want to be unique. I want to be myself. I want to dress different. I want to look different. I want to have. But then also like following trends, and you also yeah. want to like. Be, I want to be do unique the things to fit in, because I am me. But I want to f- be accepted mm-hmm. by other people for being me. Yeah. Ugh. I wonder. If you could have like different tiers or like a progression of the treehouse talks when you do go to high schools, right? Like maybe you do begin by like getting the high school boys to connect, you know, with their football team or their basketball team. And then you get the kids all in band to all connect with each other there. And then you get Mm -hmm. all the kids in a different club to connect and like they're all going to be passionate about that thing, right? So maybe they all connect over the thing that they're passionate about. And then you, I don't know if it, that's so, that is so hard. That's like, I was like thinking like, okay, then you split them a little bit and you split them all into groups where they're all representative. Oh, maybe you do that. Maybe they're representatives of the thing that they're passionate about that they've all connected with and they can then uh, present that to everybody else and it's like they are the ones doing the presentations they are the one doing the ted talks for their thing that they're part of their group and everybody mm-hmm. else gets to like maybe appreciate what the importance is i don't know if it would like work if it was like a school presentation type feeling thing yeah it would have to be like you'd still want it to be a small group yeah even in that that's such a yeah, hard thing. Like I'm know. running there's it through like my head, so and I'm many, seeing so many negative so many possibilities. But ways also, it could so, go. Many, like, so, anyways, it'll work out for sure. Yeah, it'll work itself out. But yeah, because there's such a well, and it's such a need in ev- everything, like teenagers, but like also adults, especially with like more and more technology. Like people aren't working in offices anymore. They like you. It's just crazy our world we live in right now. Like two, three hundred years ago. You, like, needed your neighbor, yeah. who was the baker, to get bread. And yeah. without him, like... And so, if you're the baker, everyone, like, you feel needed. And you're, like, a part of a community. People need you. And, like, you need other people. You need the person who, you know, does the does the shoe. Like, you just... You all need each other. But now, we literally don't need each other. Like, I think, in, like, a, a... Yeah. Like... we We don't need to know them. That's the thing is you have to be friendly and like personable with your neighbor because you need them in your society, in your community, right? Back 300 years ago and maybe not even that long ago. But now it's like I don't need to know the guy at Walmart who stocks the produce. No. I don't need to know the guy who sells me my shoes at whatever store. Drops off the Uber or, Eats. Or you drops like you just off my Amazon home package. And just yeah. order stuff all day and not interact with a single person. Yeah. Like, the level of service 
and the product doesn't change whether or not I'm friends with right. the people that are in because we all still are a community that still functions off of each other and produces for each other. But we've taken out the necessity for human connection. Dude, our society's almost it's so like unhealthy. Too, we're we're too productive, you know? Yeah. Like am like Amazon. It's like <laughs> so it's 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 like too productive. Yeah. It's so easy that you, you can, can order just click something, a button. Six hours later it could be at your house. It's crazy. It's totally crazy. Crazy, but then you you don't need to like put in really any effort or connect I, with yeah. anyone. I think it's I think that's a, a very negative thing for our society. For sure, for sure. And the whole thing with like it's so interesting back like the whole idea of um like wanting people to like you like so much of what we've been talking about comes mm. from like a fear of people not liking you so yeah. you do stuff to to fit in or you try to like act in a certain way to just make people like you and that all comes from like we we like evolved as like small tribes and if you did something in the tribe that was not kosher that was like against the the rules or whatever yeah. you weren't, if you didn't fit in, if you weren't liked by the tribe, you were kicked out and you would die. Yeah. Like you needed to be liked and accepted in the and community accepted to survive. And so that's just like carried through with us. Like now, like we, we need, we have this like deep innate, like needing and wanting to be accepted and to be fit in, to fit in. Otherwise we have this deep fear that we will die. Like that we, we'll be like outcast and we'll die. And so that's why like there's so much like social anxiety and like so much social pressure to fit in Hmm. and to have a group because we have this just like innate thing built in us over like thousands of years that we are, we're just, we're scared of not fitting in. That's interesting because our society is like designed to keep us separate. Like, with all the con- like convenience would have us be separate cars huge houses yeah so much yeah yeah we're 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 designed as people to want to connect and be together and and be accepted but our society and and the culture we have designed to want to be away from people like i order uber eats because why? i don't want to go in and interact with the people at the restaurant like i want to just be comfortable and stay in my house bro we've just created an entire society to keep us comfortable yeah which it, is the so opposite unhealthy. of progress it's and the opposite of everything we're saying. Boom. So we got to The we, answer is we have to be uncomfortable. So how do we make our if society is like doing everything it can to make us as comfortable as possible so we don't have to change? How do we change ourselves and our like world around us and our society to We do that. We change ourselves. We have to be conscious of it. We could go back so many different layers as to why we even need to change ourselves in the first place about, like, the mental, you know, framework in which we kind of grew up with and then operate under that makes us then need to be changed in order to want to connect with people, right? We could go back to, like, how we are educated and the way so deep, critical so thinking is taught there's yeah. like there's a lot of of layers to that being the as matt kim said free thinker that i am mm-hmm. maybe conspiracy theorist i i think that is a coordinated thing and 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 maybe not by like 
I, I'm willing to put out the idea that it might be some some people that are coordinating an effort to make people um, seek comfort as opposed to discomfort and progress. Because it's easier to control people. It's easier to control people that way. Yeah. And maybe I, I'm willing to put out the idea. Maybe it's not people, but that is the adversary mm. or the devil or this negative force working in our lives to try and get us to stay away from other people because there is so much beauty in the mundane. There's so much positivity to be had in that way and spiritual progression to be had in that way and connection with people and God in the way of community. It promotes Mm. for change and change is progress and progress is the opposite of what the adversary seeks for us. He seeks for us to be miserable and, and stagnant or degressing at all times. <coughs> Do you need water? Are you no, good? Okay. But I think the way to combat that is to, for yourself, Try and be open-minded to seeing other people's opinions and maybe seeing how they differ from you and appreciating the differences, right? Like, you, like there are ways I'm probably wrong, and so I can grow from other people, right? For sure. You're for sure wrong. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I am for sure wrong on I'm so many things. Wrong. Well, I'm prob- uh, I might be wrong. Like I might be wrong personally, <laughs> but I know other people are definitely are for wrong. Sure wrong. They're definitely I might wrong. wrong, but yeah, they're wrong. Oh yeah. No, but yeah, we're so scared of being wrong though. Like we defend our beliefs so hard. Yeah. Like how we see things. We get an idea, we're gonna stick with it because it's in our head, and if somebody else puts it out, a different idea that challenges ours, it's not gonna work because then we're wrong. And then we are less intelligent. And then Dude, and the the crazy thing is, is that we both can have completely different like ideas and both, and both be right. And both be right. Like like straight up, like if we're both looking at this book and I tell you that there's like a circle with a hole in the middle. Yeah, no, there's just a circle. Like we're both right. Yeah. Like both, you you can't We're both looking at it from two different perspectives. It's, it's the same thing but literally both of us are right. Or Well, yeah, it's just all perspective too. Maybe that hole in the middle actually isn't there and we're both looking at just a circle. But to you, it's a circle and the space in between is the hole. Mm. And I'm looking we at like a circle. So for me yeah. it's a circle and for you it's a hole. We're looking at the same thing but we're describing it differently because of our different yeah. ways of seeing things. Yeah. So we I, I think that's an important thing is to understand the validity of everybody else's perspective. Mm. And to accept the level of validity, right? It is valid that it is their opinion and it is their perspective. However, it doesn't need to be the end-all, be-all, and I need to change myself and everything I think because somebody else thinks something and they are more right than I am. Or they are right and I am wrong, right? That You have to take everybody's opinion and everybody's advice and everybody's this and that. I, I with a grain of salt, you know, for what it's worth in your life and how much it should affect you. Mm-hmm. I think another... Uh, it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. Like, w- listen to everyone else, but then also figure out what... Yeah. Yeah. 
So do that. That'll promote change into a culture where we're more connected. I also think what you said, asking people, you know, what are you passionate about? What, what, what do you love about life right now? Challenge other people, right? Because it's going to get them thinking. Mm. Like, if you yourself look at life with a, a different perspective and seek to have your, your mind changed or at least your perspective expanded, and then you can get other people to start pondering and other people to start thinking within your small circle, that will promote change. Mm-hmm. This, the did I share with you the title of the podcast? Mm-mm. Okay, I I named it, it Rebellion of Excellence. Oh, and it comes no. and it comes from this quote, the ultimate, or it comes from this this quote from Andy Frisella, who created Seventy Five Hard, and he's an entrepreneur and he's you know promoting a cultural change, and he says all the time that personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion. Yo, yeah. So if we subscribe to the idea that the adversary or maybe people are seeking to make us controllable, if we are personally excellent in our thought processes, in our physical abilities, in our emotional capabilities, (coughs) in our relationships with other people, if we seek to be excellent, as in build ourselves up more and more, as much as possible, you know, always seeking to change, then we are rebelling against being controlled. Mm. Like, you, it, it's impossible to control people's thoughts if they think freely. Totally. And then you're a complete agent. You're like, an, like you are deciding how you're living. Like, you're a complete Free will. agent that's, yeah. that's freely, like, seeing things, and you're able to see things clearly and not just be a sheep and follow yeah. all the things but our whole society is built to create to be comfortable sheeps. so that way you will fall in line and do the, the next thing rebell- that's sick that's a dumb isn't that man. awesome yeah that's so rad so i don't remember which episode that i first heard it and it stuck out to me on but over the past year of listening to his podcast, I hear that all the time. And on a daily basis, I consider like, and maybe not for the whole past year. I've been thinking that I want to get tattooed <coughs> of that. That's sick, dude. That's, that's what I'm saying. So sick. It's, it's, it's a principle that resonates with me so much. And that I, I know if I can in my own l- life, try and live that. I can influence the small group around me to seek to be excellent themselves. And it's not like better than other people or perfect. It's improve constantly and be better than you were today, right? Tomorrow's a new day. I have an opportunity to be more excellent. Holy cow. My throat is drying out. It's so scratchy right now. (laughs) (coughs) Try and cough it out. Rebellion of excellence. That's so dope. What is, uh, maybe we could end on with this. What's, what's, uh, what is excellence to you? We just talked about what rebellion is. What's excellence? Um, there's the mental level (coughs) of it where 
I seek to understand how I deal with emotions and how maybe I can affect other people's emotions. And by, first of all, just understanding that is an excellent thing, right? To, to be emotionally competent for yourself and other people. So that way you can be honest with people about your own feelings, but also honest with people about their lives in such a way that you are going to affect change for them or, or, or impress maybe change upon them. Like, like they'll, I don't know, like to encourage people to be better and do better. Right. You have to be emotionally competent about each individual person you're dealing with. That can be the mental level of, of excellence. Right. And there's a vast multitude of different ways that that you can go be mentally excellent. Then physically, Right for me, being physically excellent is strengthening my body and strengthening my cardiovascular endurance, right? So running regularly or going on a ruck walk, you know, with some good weight and like challenging myself. Yeah. Weight, yeah, right guys. now the Holy best is at fifty five pounds. Um like that's a that's a point that he talks about when he does mention um personal excellence is the food industry is heavily influenced to make us want to consume more and the medical industry benefits off of the food industry putting in certain ingredients that are going to make us more likely to be mm. sick and Dude. the uh, media benefits off of people getting sick and there being a story to talk about and the military contractors benefit off of all of this because if people are weak, they're prone to fight within themselves because, you know, you're a little more emotional. You might hate yourself. You might hate other people. Like, like it is so much easier to make people hate other people if they hate themselves. And if you are unhealthy mentally, physically, emotionally, you will hate yourself and you will be prone to hate other people and you will be prone to see the negative within other people. Whoa. Our whole society, bro. And this isn't to like be like, oh, we're all screwed because right. there's so many good people and there's so, so many there's good so things many happening. Good things for sure. But those are individual people that are seeking to be personally excellent. Yeah. I've like, this is something I've like put tons of like thinking hours into that i wish you could quantify thinking hours. I, yeah that would be awesome <laughs> like, if you could just have like a chart of like how much time i spent thinking about this this that'd this, be this. like what do you we're think progressing of, to that point what do you think about most dude yeah yeah what is it that i am thinking about most and how am i you know how can i utilize that and how can i utilize my thinking hours and maybe you know what actions am i taking to influence how i begin thinking about this topic because it's like the most productive topic for me. For sure. Or it's the most and like. How many girls have you wasted so much time thinking about? <laughs> <laughs> about Taylor Swift <laughs> and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> for real. Oh, are you saying how many girls am I th- wasting time thinking about? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. yes, 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 yes. <sighs> but yeah, no, that is crazy. That could actually soon we could know that. Yeah. There, there's uh, That's ways insane. that they're running like brain scans that you can think of an image 
and then it translates to the uh, like the electronic version of your thoughts like there's a there's a picture within your mind Whoa. that ai will then generate a photo of what you're thinking of and it's like rudimentary right now but the fact that they can do that means it's going to be to the point where that's insane they could scan and just figure out what everybody's thinking i don't know there's so there's so much Stop, opportunity y'all. with all of that to be Dangerous, but also super positive. For sure. Dude, that's crazy. And like we were talking about earlier, like AI is going to change that whole thing. Like our world becoming so comfortable. Yeah. AI is just making everything more and more and more There's significant convenience being introduced. And pursu- like soon we're going to have like self-driving cars. Like, Yeah. I, w- I don't want a self-driving car. Really, I'd rather like, like drive myself. The whole world has changed to be more... Because that's what, that's how you make money is making things more comfortable yeah. for people. Maybe, like, you know, saving time and energy. You make those so much are, money. <laughs> are too those much are the assets. Then. But then we just waste our time doing We do. Nothing. I, I'm saving all this time and money by ordering Uber Eats and wasting all this time and money by scrolling on TikTok or watching a Netflix show totally. or d- doing wasteful things. Totally. Like... Even in, yeah, like even in, I was in France on my mission for a few years, and they like walked to the local boulangerie, the lo- the local little market, and buy their vegetables and fruits and bread every single day. Yeah, like it's a daily thing. So they, but over here we're like, oh, we're gonna go to Walmart one time, buy it in bulk, buy it so I don't have to come back for the next two weeks. And it's full of preservatives, which is a technological advancement to increase comfortability. And then we're just sitting in our houses watching TV. Yeah. Instead of going out and, like, the mundane of just, like, going to the grocery store every day. Yeah. But then you connect with people. You're out in nature on a walk. You're moving your body. You're you're talking to people. You need to be friends. You're carrying your grocery bag. With the grocer. Yeah. Because you're going to see them the next day. Yeah. That's so cool. And so you create relationships. You're, like moving your body you're eating healthier you're not yeah. overstocking to overeat because you're literally buying stuff just for that day yeah. it's like a whole different lifestyle and that we have we went the extreme like literally we go to the extreme of what is the most comfortable yeah you can get a bunch of stuff that literally will last you years yeah <laughs> it won't go bad so you just keep it in the fridge so you don't have to leave your house it's like such a it's so crazy and then you're going to become emotionally and physically unhealthy and then feel so much discomfort for that. And so you're going to need to change up what things you are accommodating your comfort and you're becoming a you're consumer. More things, you're be- you're, yeah. it's, so, it's like there's such a negative downfall that comes with seeking only comfort. And it's so hard to not have the mindset of that though. It, it, it is. So you have the mindset of I am going to push myself to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. It's it's like going against what like our bodies are like built. I'm gonna because take it back though. I'm gonna take it back yeah, and say, say it's it's not that difficult. It's it's hard at first. Yeah, it's like but the also momentum thing. Like when people think of you need to put yourself in uncomfortable situations, you need to be in discomfort in order to create change. People think that like they have to live constantly in discomfort. You do not. Mm. There's this kid on YouTube who talks about quitting pornography, and he's like, first step introduce discomfort a small bit of discomfort every morning do some push-ups like first thing when you wake up in the morning take an ice bath right the ice bath three minutes it's extreme 
and it is just like totally uncomfortable but it's the mental battle that you are fighting in order to make yourself be uncomfortable for a small moment or make yourself work out like that's Uh, it's so so much more comfortable to to sit on a a couch you don't have to live in discomfort but you have to introduce discomfort regularly to promote yourself to want change and to be better and to be stronger and to do more and to think differently and to there's so much power once you start changing it's like newton's second law of like objects in motion stay in motion objects at rest stay at rest once you get moving yeah. And you're doing things that are uncomfortable. You're like, you're just feeling it. Yeah. And you keep pushing you, and you're pushing yourself, pushing the people around you. And you're doing more and more and more just dope Yeah, stuff. And you're like changing and growing. Like progression just builds on progression. And it will influence the people around you. They will see it. For sure. And it will also filter out the people who want, who, who actually want to change and be better and, and grow. Like, you're going to have two people see it. One person's going to see that change and be inspired by it and want to ask you about it. And they're going to be influenced by you and they're going to change and they're going to promote and they'll probably have other people in their life that they're going to influence and change. That's how culture is going to change. But then you're also going to have the other person who's like, no, not for me. Like, I like my TikTok. I like my TV. I like eating this unhealthy food. I like my body. I'm good where I'm at. Like, my body positivity is where it needs to be. Like I'm comfortable with my level of, of surviving, not living. I think there's a, that's a distinction we should start making too culturally. Mm. Like you're surviving off of the things you're eating. You're surviving off of the entertainment you're getting. Mm, you're not living. Like we could get to this conversation for hours because another thing is like entertainment. Like if we're seeking to be entertained rather than like doing things that are entertaining, like mm. living a life that is full of adventure or full of like challenges. Those are entertaining things. And I think just like it's not it's not a bad thing to sit down and watch a football game or to like go and watch a movie or whatever. But if we are spending Monday night and Sunday night and Thursday and like all this time just watching the game, you know, we're we're being taken away from other productive things that we could be doing totally uh, from other things that we could be doing that are productive. Cause I won't, I'm not going to really say that that's necessarily productive to be yeah. watching the football game, but also it's like, no offense to the people who I do watch the football, football game. Football <laughs> like it, like I for me, it's not balance, my thing for balance. me. It's not my thing. I do. I definitely indulge in other things that entertain me, but I'm realizing that it is not productive for yeah. me. Like, well, it's for sure and not you don't productive. Have to be, and you don't have to be, like, always, like, producing mental hours and money and right. physical, like, change. But I think to make it a constant or to make it, you know, a priority over, you know, having cool discussions with other people and connecting with other people is negative, And it's had a negative effect on our the communities and the culture that we live in. Mm. But it also brings people together. It does. Time. It does bring people together. But no, there's I, there's a uh, there is a, a negative and a positive to all of these things. Yeah. And a balance, like we were talking about at the gym. For sure. There is a, a line that you have to navigate in within. Yeah. The ba- well, and also there's a balance between like being so focused on progressing, and also like loving where you're at. Yeah. If you're constantly like 
I need to be better. I need to be better. Then you're constantly. I've been. You in still this have place. to appreciate where you are. Yeah, literally yeah. for the past like few months, I've been so constantly disappointed in myself because I'm constantly mm-hmm. like I'm not where I'm at. Yeah, I'm not where I want to be, and that's a miserable place to be. You have to feel both. Yes, you have to be like, like love where you're at, love the journey, but want more. Yeah, and be pushing, but that's like such a delicate balance. It's a balance. Swing it's too kind hard of one a way, you, you don't do play. anything. Yeah, but if you swing too hard the other way, you're actually living a miserable life because you're just constantly, just so hard and miserable in your own head. And that's a generalization that is going to be different for some people. That's right? true, totally. Because they might be of the mindset that this discomfort that I have with, or this dis. Uh, disappointment that I have with myself is the driving factor and I feel so much happier or I feel positive when I am pressuring myself and making these changes and when I am focused on driving forward all the time and producing new and better and creating more and connecting more right that might be Uh, that might be where they gain their positivity because that guy Andy Frisella he talks about that he talks about his life as an entrepreneur he runs several companies and he is busy all the time, but he also lives an awesome life. But his thing is that he is uncomfortable with where he is at all times. And he's always driving forward, like to create his company, to make his company bigger, to be more successful, to increase the outreach. Like that's his thing. And for other people not to like disparage them as like they're wrong, but other people are much more comfortable with like living in a van and like going on adventures in this way. And that actually might be their way of putting themselves in uncomfortable situations and growing. And that's like more of a personal thing. And it's not on the physical level. And other people do not seek to push themselves at all times. They'll push themselves when they realize they're uncomfortable. And then they'll get to back to comfortable again. And mm-hmm. then they'll, you know. Yeah. Th- it's, you got to listen to yourself. And Looks different for and everyone. Yeah. For sure. But I don't think we should be promoting mediocrity Mm. you know everybody should seek to be excellent and excellent looks different for each person totally for sure dude that's it'd be so interesting to like dive into like so many of the most successful people in the world are successful because they have like this intense like self-doubt intense and like this like miserableness inside themselves so they're constantly trying to prove the world wrong. So they create these incredible things. Yeah. And it's so it be, it's just like so interesting to think about like, is their life actually better because of that misery and what it's led them to do? Yeah. Or would their life have been so much better if they just settled? Actually, were not like settled, or, or but like if they were actually content. Content. There you go. In their content. own selves, because I think there's. Because you can be settled or complacent with life, but you can also be content with life and very happy and doing yeah. all sorts of good things or disappointed with yourself where you're at and pushing all the time. Yes, because I just learned this big thing of like, like who who has had a bigger impact? Like Tony Robbins or like the the baker that's like this old man that just says like loves his neighbors and brings cookies around yeah. and like, you know, like... Tony Robbins, like, influence on the world. Like, he's impacted so many people's lives. Yeah. Or, you know, some Martin Luther King, some big person like that. But, like, you know, the the cl- the classic, more normal person who's, like, just, like, lived a really kind, loving, good life. 
Like you can't say one is. They have also influenced a ton of people. Yes, like you can't say one is better than the other. It's just it looks so different, yeah. and so yeah, it's just like it's so personal for every person what excellence looks like. Because for Tony Robbins, it's literally teaching the entire world. Yeah. To and for that baker, excellence is being really good at his craft and positively connecting with the people that he's, like, bringing food to. Totally. And having, a, like, a sweet little family. Like, yeah. you know, it's like everyone's impact. Because I have been so hard on myself recently because I want to have this, like, huge, flashy impact on the world. And I've realized I'm constantly disappointing myself because I'm not doing that. Yeah. And I finally let go of what my impact will look like like how I'm doing it and instead of it needing to be on a stage or a platform in front of all these people it's you know talking to a friend it's personal like, yeah it's like now it's like so relieving to just be like oh actually whatever impact I make like that's amazing yeah like it, it like it it's not for me to judge what it needs to look like you know and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put the same amount of effort in to like making a positive impact on the w world but like letting go of what the expectation of what that has to look like yeah we're changing like the like expectation yeah yes exactly yeah. like changing it to just be like i'm putting in the effort and then whatever it becomes like that's that's amazing yeah well i will say you've influenced me right through our friendship and this connection and and kind of urging me to begin this podcast and just today i was texting that good friend of mine from like that childhood friend group yeah and you know he was saying basically how um he's been appreciative of having missionary influences because what's cool. happened is i went on my mission his good buddy that's also his age davis is currently on a mission my little brother ethan is now on a mission right he's had these influences and i don't know that he wants to go on a mission and I still, I, I really want to talk to him kind of more in depth on that and, and feel out where he is with that. Cause he's also talking to me about how he's recently be, wanted to become so much more spiritual and really connect with God. And that's been a big change for him in his life. And that that's promoted like positive change in his life. Right. And he was saying that the podcast, uh, was, was kind of, it, like it was positively influencing him. Cool. So it's like. He and I wouldn't have had that text conversation if I hadn't pulled the trigger and I hadn't posted it and Matt Kim hadn't told me, you don't have a podcast until you've posted one and I wouldn't have recorded it and bought this equipment if I hadn't talked to you like two months ago and like decided to pull the trigger on this. Dude, so it's like you, you're having an influence. Like, there is, like everybody mm -mm. is constantly influencing themselves if you are trying. Mm. And if you're trying, what you're doing is becoming excellent. Mm. It's like it. it it's just, it's just so for that, me. It's like it? it's, it's always going around. Thing. It's just trying. It's just trying. Dope. I like that because then it really is up to each. It's, a little closer. it's up to each person. Yeah. Just trying. The, like the, real effort. Yeah. Genuine effort, and will promote change and will promote growth and and a po in a positive way. That's the principle that I have shared with so many people, and I and I, like I don't want to be like that person. With like, oh, I'm doing this new program, you know, here it is. Let me talk to you about it. Because like I always say like, oh, like people ask like, wait, why are you doing a workout again? Like, didn't you just come back from the gym? I'm like, oh, yeah, just I just got to do that workout real quick. Like they try and keep it 
more low key because I don't want it to be like a thing about me that like everybody's like, and maybe it should be. I don't know. We'll play it how it goes, like play it by ear. But I've been sharing with people the principles of 75 hard, how it is scalable. Like the diet needs to promote better health for you. The workouts, one needs to be outside and one needs to be inside. It doesn't have to be a lifting split. It doesn't have to be a cardio session. It could be yoga. It could be stretching. It could be like uh, physical therapy movements for you to work on this, right? And then water, that's pretty strict. The book, it's an educational book or a self-help book or an entrepreneurship book, right? It's something that's promoting of your intellect growing and bettering yourself, but it has to be nonfiction. Like there's a stipulation mm-hmm. there. And the other things like no alcohol, no cheat meals. And then take a picture every day. I think I'm covering them all. But within all that, it is totally scalable. Like my grandma, who's in her 60s, has done it twice. Because everyone can do it to whatever. Everybody can do it. And it's like, same with becoming excellent. That is a scalable thing. Like every pursuit that we have in life, every goal we have in life, can be, like is possible for us done within our capabilities or even pushing our capabilities but done within the the frame of life or the perspective with which we live in or with which we live the which we Mm -hmm. see the world like we need to understand that we are productive that we are influencing other people that we are creating change at scale for ourselves and that's why Tony Robbins is being excellent in affecting the world at mass. And the baker is also being excellent because he is doing his job and affecting the people within his circle of influence. Mm. Amen. 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 What do you think? Should we end there? So I think good. it's good. Call it. Dude. Thank you for coming on too. That like, was such a that was such a so good, good conversation. Yeah. Let's uh let's cut it all. We gotta get this.